views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you. Welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. It is uh, amazing. Uh, to be able to join you now, our 10th year, and uh, we have a full year celebration that we're planning. Everything from bringing back our holistic makeover, where we'll, we will select uh, anywhere from six to eight people that will get to work with me and other coaches for an entire year. Uh, we have done that every other year, um, and what we do with that campaign is we help people help other people. One of the first things that our, our winners uh, do is they go on to start projects to help other people in the world. And what I love about that is uh, today, one of the hosts on Transformation Talk Radio is actually interviewing one of the alum from the Holistic Makeover. And so in a world that may tell you that you're not enough or you can't achieve what you want, um, I would love for you to think again. Uh, all of us here uh, were called to shine. And because we were called to shine, we are in the place of living an epic life. As a matter of fact, living an epic life is a birthright. And so today's show is to take you on a journey to explore what that means. You know, to take a look at the holy universe. This is a new story of creation for the heart, soul, and spirit. It's a book that has been created, a conversation that has been opened up by David Christopher. He's joining me here on the show today. Um, one of the things that I do want everyone to know is that you may think some days this is a long and winding road. And it very well may be. But what if that long and winding road was filled with delicious ideas, lessons about the heart, the soul, and the spirit. Things that would bring you to a place of fulfillment that you would never, ever imagined. So why is it in a world that we live in today, where the government in the U.S. cannot come together in a place of peace and unity, why is it that a 16-year-old woman has uh, lived through a horrific act of terrorism and is so well recognized. You know, why is it that so many people around the world, a 13-year-old that decided to start an initiative about guardians, why is it that David Christopher decides to write a book that opens up the minds, the hearts, and the souls for us to understand that we truly can create and that we truly can be that creation? David, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. A lot of questions, and I'm hoping we could chat about a few of these. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, your invitation today. Thanks so much. Well, let me talk about you for a minute. Um, I want to take a look at your life. And and the reason I want to do that is because uh, I know that for me, you and I have a lot of similarities. 
Um, mm. And uh, we think we're going to walk down a path, go, go, go into corporate America, have a lucrative career, mm-hmm. only to step away saying, wow, that is not what fills my soul. Yes, that is what not was, my path, exactly. That is not my path. And then have the courage to do something about it. How did that show up for you? And where did you find the courage? Hmm. There's a certain part of me that either is stubborn or is just simply unwilling to continue with a path when it just becomes so obvious that this is not the way to go. And and one thing I do want to be clear on, too, is that I didn't, at the time, it certainly didn't feel like an act of courage. And uh, even as recently as I was, when I was getting ready to bring the book out this past summer, there's a lot of concerns and worries that well, you, you get wrapped up into a story. You get wrapped up into a personal story of, you know, am I good enough? Am I, is this going to be okay? Will, will this work out? What have I, or even, and I'm sure you felt this one, what have I done? Yeah. And, and in spite of that, um, I can't claim to any special knowledge or enlightenment or anything like that, but what I can offer to listeners is that in spite of all that, in spite of all the worries, in spite of all the concerns, in spite of what's going on around me, you, you, you still move forward. You still continue with, with what this is the path that seems to be the path to go on. And I may not know. It may be dark. It, I may not know where it's leading right now, but I know that this is the direction that I need to go. I mean, that I'm certainly an expert on, <laughs> is, is having that sense of, am I really doing the right thing and yet not getting wrapped up in creating a story out of that worry or anxiety and realizing when I am... And then setting that story aside and just continuing on with what I, what I feel in, in my heart that this is the direction to go into. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, and, and again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had very similar um, experiences when, when you stepped away from the corporate world and your, yeah. your yeah, I stepped away kind of in the way that my soul came into this world, I think. You know, the story has it that I came into this world screaming and crying for three years. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and my corporate uh, awakening had to do with, and literally this is the way it felt to me, you know, David. I woke up one day and I was ahead of an organization that was responsible for implementing downsizing uh, in AT&T and, and all of the Bell companies mm. uh, back in 1990. And it was one of the first of its kind. And I woke up one day and had a dose of reality that, you know, this was not going to be done in a humane way, uh, that the company wasn't really going to give uh, people early retirement to help with whatever cuts needed to happen. And, you know, I was faced with my boss telling me I had to fire a woman one month away from a full pension. Now, Mm. I don't know about you, but there were many series of events before that that helped me get to the place where I looked at myself in the mirror and said, there's no bleeping way that Mm. I can do that. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't have any grace about it. I mean, you know, people say, why didn't you handle it differently? I handled it, I think, the way my soul wanted me to handle it. Mm-hmm. And that was to just stand up and say, I'm not doing it. This is inhumane. And you're lying to people. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and, and the thing is, is that, um, you know, the way things are set up, the way our, our corporate systems are set up, and, you know, there's a whole history behind why corporations have the power that they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the person who told you um, that you need to fire this person one month ahead of time, one thing that uh, our corporate systems do is they tend to push us into stories that, well, that person is obviously evil. I, I wonder, wonder how that person felt when they went home that night and felt like, my God, did, did I really just tell Pat to do that? And how, how would a person have to get, at what point would a person have to get in order to shut themselves down so much that they would actually push this through? And there, the, the thing is, is that there is no one person in charge of that. There's this outside yep. large organization in this milieu of organizations that demand that we go to, we adhere to an old story, this whole, you know, the story of the modern mind, really, that uh, the sage talks about in this book, that says we're all separate. And really, we can do whatever we want without any consequence. And that, that, that story is reflected in how our larger structures are put together. Um, the good news is it won't last forever. It can't. <laughs> I mean, more people like you are waking up and saying, this is not the way, the, the corporations are not, shouldn't be, or, and I shouldn't just harp on corporations. It's, it's, no, no, it's no. For all our larger institutions, they're not made just for themselves. They're made with the idea of, well, uh, isn't the whole point to make our human lives more, more comfortable, more happy, more fulfilling? I mean, that really should be the goal. And I think there will come a day when um, the corporate charters will include within it, how do we serve humanity with teeth in it, too? That, and if you do not serve humanity, then you will not be allowed to continue. Making money simply will not be enough. Mm-hmm. And I certainly look forward to that day when, you know, there is that triple bottom line, that one uh, phrase you hear bandied about now, which is an excellent, um, uh, excellent paradigm, an excellent story, really. Well, and, you know, let's talk about this from your, your you know, from, from your journey. You know, you and I are sitting here, we're talking about, uh, you know, this book, uh, amazing book, The Whole Universe. And, you know, I've, I've gone through and, you know, some of the things that have been said have been that of a new story for the creation of heart, soul and spirit. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that is so important is this idea of religion versus uh, spirituality mm-hmm. and messages, uh, uh, you know, from the sage. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to to ask you about um, some of these in here about this idea of story. You know, I grew up with the idea that there had to be some truth to some of the things I was seeing in 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 as a kid in the movies. Now, honestly, I used to see all the really strange movies, but <laughs> I did I did believe there's some truth. I was always fascinated by someone's imagination. You know, I thought to myself, how do people imagine this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my teachers along the way said, think about this. What if I told you there wasn't an original thought anywhere? And I thought about that. So if it's not an original thought, then where did it come from? And and so, you know, we go on a journey now to have a conversation um, uh, with you today and some teachings that are extremely powerful about what the stories are we, cre- we create, uh, what we are really in charge of. Mm-hmm. And 
David, what I'd love to do when we come back from break, I would love to have you share the new story, its relevance, and is it for everyone? Mm -hmm. Is this a way for all of us to step forth in a new way, Mm -hmm. you know, to be the people that speak in the world and know we are completely fulfilled. David Christopher joining me here today. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the holy universe, what it is, and what does the sage have to say to us? And how is it done in such a beautiful, beautiful way? This is an absolutely amazing book. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Want to know what the best-kept secret in Access Consciousness is? It's the Access Gold Club. Demanding more change and the latest and greatest, but can't always get to all the classes you desire? Let Gary and Dane come to you. Join the Gold Club, and each month you'll receive a 60-minute live call, a weekly email on the month's theme containing the latest clearings in written form, and an MP3 loop. Twice a month, receive a brand new video with Gary and Dane. How does it get any better than this? In addition to receiving a CD format of the monthly call mailed to you, you'll also enjoy a surprise bonus gift. Be in on the secret. Join today at www.isnowthetime.com slash special dash tips. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Successful people accomplish what they set out to do. They make a promise and work hard to keep their word to themselves and to others. Keeping one's word is the simple idea behind a breathtakingly new way to achieve more. Keeping your word is a practice developed by Vladimir Gerasichev, a life coach and business trainer with over 20 years experience. Visit KeepYourWord.com to learn more about the transformative technique and check out the free Keep Your Word app, Keeping Your Word, Changing Your Life Forever. Tune in to the Sandy Brewer Show, getting to the heart of what matters in your life. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and experience the powerful healing voice of Dr. Sandy Brewer, one of Colin Talk Radio's most dynamic, compelling personalities. Get ready for inspiration and contagious humor and her been there, done that, no-nonsense advice to meet today's challenges. Listen and call in at 800-930-2819 for the Sandy Brewer Show. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. I'm so thrilled to have David Christopher joining me here today. The book is The Holy Universe. The website is theholyuniverse.com. Uh, and we're so thrilled that he's able to join us. And we were talking a bit about what the world presents us with and, uh, and why uh, this book is so important for us to help us make sense uh, about what's going on in the world. And, and I think importantly for a lot of us, not just make sense out of it, but to gain a level of awareness that will enable us to do the things in the world that will make a difference. Um, you know, David, thank you for joining me here today. As I've said before, it's a fabulous book. What I'd love to do is let's talk a little bit how this book with, was born and, you know, what the book does present for people. Okay. All right. Well, the way the book was born is that um, very much like you were just uh, implying is that I myself was trying to make sense of of the world. I've I've always felt a little bit off, like I don't quite fit in, like there's something wrong with me. And I um, there was a symposium put on by a nonprofit called the Pachamama Alliance in San Francisco called Oh yes, yes, Awakening the Dream or Changing the Dream. And that one section that talks about what is possible for the future starts off with this new story. And I just loved that part of it. Uh, Brian Swim and Thomas Berry talked about facets of it. Uh, another woman, uh, a, a nun actually, Sister Miriam McGillis down at Genesis Farm in New Jersey. Um, they were all t- taking different points of view on this new story. And... And I really loved it, and I really have been immersed in this as, uh, for a good you know, 10, 15 years. And there's part of the new story that was, it was being told in a, non, in a way, of the, the, in the nonfiction way. And there's part of me that really missed the poetry. I really wanted more. I, wanted to, I missed the lyricism and the liturgy that I grew up with and the sound and the cadence of the scriptures that I was familiar with from when I was a child. So... I took the audacious step of taking all that information. I mean, essentially what the book does is it transforms all those scientific facts of the universe that we're learning about. Wait a minute, this is not a mechanistic universe. This is far more mysterious, intelligent, and almost intentional process from the very beginning. It's, it acts as if it knows what it's doing. And I took all that and created this, uh, this story of creation that I, was reminiscent of, of the stories that I grew up with. So what the book is, just to give your listeners a context, it's a dialogue between a seeker and a sage. And the book explores the unfolding of the universe. It goes from the beginning of all beginnings through the emergence of galaxies and stars and planets and Earth, and then life on Earth, and the emergence of human beings. And the story continues all the way up to what the sage calls the great transformation, which is what we're going through right now. And those are, these are these epic changes that are happening due to the spiritual and social justice and ecological crises that we're going through. And so they, they, they look at this story, and then they start looking at, well, so what? What, is this ev- how can, what can we learn from this evolutionary story? What can it teach us about how we can handle ourselves through these times that we're going through? 
And why is it that all these crises we face, these crises that are spurring this great transformation, why might they just might be the best thing that ever happened to humanity? So that's kind of the book in a nutshell. And um, how about, what, what, should I, I'll, I'll talk yeah. a bit about the new story itself. I, let's talk about the new story because, you know, I, I think when you say the words, the new story, right? Mm-hmm. I think people, I, I know when I first heard it, it was like, oh, I wonder what my new story is. And so it gets, what is the new story? And I, I think it's important to share it. I, uh, for one of the things that, I, that I'm noticing is, boy, I'll tell you, we're, we're having some interesting people emerge in the world Mm -hmm. Um, and without any judgment I get about good bad or or indifferent but people that are willing to risk it all for peace Mm -hmm. or to have a voice so Mm -hmm. yes let's talk about what the new story is well what the new story is that um, I learned about um, and then I took and, and put into this book in a much more lyrical and poetic way is that we are we belong here Humans belong on Earth. We are part of the cosmos. We are connected to the cosmos. And from a very fundamental way, and the science is bearing this out, that we all come from the same creative source 13.8 billion years ago when the universe exploded into being. And in a very real sense, when you look at that evolutionary story, there is a connection from how the, the, the universe was created at that point to today, to this instant. It's all one continuum that is connected. And um, in one, one uh, l- let me just divert a little bit. Even looking at the DNA in your body, if you imagine the DNA that's in your body, there's an unbroken chain from when we started having uh, eukaryotic cells divide and split their DNA in half and start to share it with other cells and to create, to create the next being. It's an unbroken chain for billions of years. So there's a very deep, deep sense of of continuity and connection that this new story offers. So we belong here. We're not fallen. We're not flawed. We're not some alien presence. We we don't come into into, into the world as much as we come out of it, much as a flower comes out of or blossoms come out of an apple tree and then apples come out of the apple tree. Now, on the other hand, our individual and collective actions do have consequence. Because we're not separate, because we are an integral part of creation, what we do really does resonate out into the world. And our current story of modern mind, which is what the, the sage calls modern mind, is very of separation. That story of separation is very destructive. And we do need to adopt a new story, or what the sage calls the story of planetary mind. And which is more of a story of connection if our civilizations are to survive. I mean, we're at a point where our civilizations are in very serious trouble, if not our species. Mm-hmm. Um, catastrophic climate change is just one aspect of the ecological crisis that we face. And yet the hopeful part of it is that, you know, these, these crises, as I said earlier, they may be the very things we need to really wake us up and shake us up and say, do you really know what you're doing here? And is this really the path that you want to go go down? Well, you know, and this is really what I want to talk about, this point of awakening and, you know, some of the lessons from the sage. Um, you know, I had someone say to me, and I'd love for you to comment on this. I had someone say to me not too long ago, we're all awake. And I said, 
oh, really, dude? This is me now, Christopher. David, this is me. Really, dude? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I stepped back and I said, you're right. And I thought about myself. Anytime someone says that to me, I don't look. I, I look at myself and I said, is this true for me? You know, is this, is this really true? Mm-hmm. And, I, and honestly, as far back as I could remember, there were some things I knew, right? I'm mm-hmm. not talking about big epiphanies. I'm just talking about, you know, what, what our listeners would call like common sense things, right? Mm-hmm. About being how to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that I knew them didn't mean that I was ready to be that. Mm-hmm. Or do what it took to be that. You see, that's that's kind of an interesting story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To say we're all awake. I mean, what I love to talk about is living an epic life is your birthright. We were all put here because we were called to shine, shine our light in a sometimes dark world. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Now, why did it take me a whole lot of years to, to actually to finally act on it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that from the sage's point of view. Well, um, they, well, there, I've seen, I think there are certain points in the in the book where the sage actually says, you know, words like "we are sleepwalking." It's we, it's as if we're sleepwalking yeah. around, and yeah. I think what happens, you know, if we're to take that story and say, okay, let's say that we all are awake. So why are we behaving in ways that make us seem that otherwise that we're not awake? And it could be just simple fear, um, and and all the old stories. Now, and, and this is an interesting point: is that not only do we have a larger new story, the stories that we tell ourselves collectively really reflect and resonate back and forth with the personal stories that we tell ourselves. So, um, for example, stories that you know, dark stories that I've had in my life are you know, you, what, what do you know? How can you possibly do? whatever it is that you're setting out to do. I mean, obviously, this can't be that hard because you can do it. Stories like that, if you can do this, obviously, anyone can do it because you are such a, you know, fill in the blank. So I think it's those personal stories that we tell ourselves that make us draw back and make us cringe and make us not want to take action. I mean, who wants to go out and and be a failure, even though that's how failure really, I'm sorry, even though that's how progress is made. Evolutionarily, that's how we got here, is through a series of experiments, of a vast vast number of experiments over millions and millions, even billions of years of, of evolution saying, let's try this. Let's see what this creature can do in this niche. Let's see what that creature. And... And I say it in a way that it almost, it really does seem like it's an intelligent process. So, um, I, you know, the idea of everyone being awake, and I hope that's true, and I hope that we begin to act on that awakeness. That's that we begin to really see that, look at what we are doing. And it could be also, too, that we, that we pull back because sometimes it's just too stark and it hurts too much to look that closely at what we've wrought on ourselves and one another and on, on the web of life. So you know, I certainly know that I have to, at a certain point, I just have to step back and, and not immerse myself, in, especially in the mass media. Um, it, that should be taken like sugar in very, very small doses, just enough to give you a flavor of what's going on. Maybe salt is a better metaphor. 
Um, but uh, if you cont- if you immerse yourself in the mass media, certainly that's going to have an effect on how, how your feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. Because uh, things are happening outside of what the mass media are reporting, and uh, it's it's important to pay attention to that side of it too. Oh, yeah. You know, this is, I love this conversation. I would love when we come back to talk about the web of life. Okay. You know, and I read somewhere, the reason that I had that question for you is because I read somewhere and I was reading what the sage was saying, uh, something about remember we belong here or something like that. I think I remembered something like that from the book mm-hmm. where the sage says, you know, um, I, I, there there were a couple of things that were being talked about in the web of life. And the mm-hmm. sage says something like, you know, most hopeful, remember uh, we that here. we belong here, mm-hmm. that we are as much a part of the web of life. And so for me, when I hear something like this, and I hope you will talk about this when we come back, okay. when I hear that, you know, my mind goes to my own story about mm-hmm. it. So if we're all part of the web of life, then we all are contributors. Mm-hmm. And so the question then becomes, what would our contribution be? Yes. And what what did the sage mean in that very short thing that I remembered as I was reading the book? I was so fascinated by this and just mm-hmm. I was just captivated mm-hmm. by uh, what's in here. It's just beautiful and so absolutely informative. It's such an invitation what you've created here, David. I mean, honestly, this is this is one of these books where I pick it up, I read it, I have to pick it up again, read the same thing over again <laughs> to just breathe it in the holy universe everyone david christopher my very special guest when we come back we're going to invite you to join us invite you to join us in that thing that is called the web of life stay tuned everyone we'll be right back with the show People just like you, who want to shift and change what isn't working for them, who want to shift and change what isn't working on the planet. Questions. That's about shifting and changing whatever isn't working for you. Consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. Questions and Consciousness. A telecall with like-minded people from all around the world, which gives you the place and space to ask what isn't working for you. For more information, go to questionsinconsciousness.net. That's questionsinconsciousness.net. Are you a health-conscious, spiritual woman who is just tired of struggling with food obsession, emotional eating, and constantly having to struggle with weight and food? You aren't alone. The secret is within us, often in releasing internal resistance and blocks to our own success. To learn how to end the war with food and your body now and find peace, go to eatlikeagoddess.com for your free audio. Break free from food obsession and lose weight without trying. That is eatlikeagoddess.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? 
What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenna Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Tune in each Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Mastering the art of dream building in the real world. This hit show will inspire you to start painting the canvas of your life and bring your unique spirit and your amazingly intelligent mind together to find an incredible, practical, real-world strategy to building a life with epic results. Tune in to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It is so great to have David Christopher joining me here today. Yeah, he and I left behind that corporate job. Yep, we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Different points in time. I, I left, uh, David, I don't know if you know this. I, I left, uh, actually, um, I was, um, if I'd have stayed or they'd have kept me, let's put it like that. If they'd have kept me an extra month, I would have had a full pension. That's how close I was to wow. receiving my own full pension. But sometimes when the soul just, when the soul calls, you know, I'm telling you, you got to go with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way that for me that I could think about. Maybe you can explain this. And when we talk about the web of life, there's no way that I think back that I could have done anything other than what I've done only because it was my heart that was leading the way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't an intellectual conversation I was having with myself about should I stay or should I not? It was like, dang, this is not right. Yeah. And once I got that level of awareness, which we talked about, then I had to do something about it. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, you know, part of what we're talking about here, too. Let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the web of, oh, the web of life. Now, I, I did pull something out of the book. And, and, and before we can get to that, you had a great idea to share something, you know, that you talk about, that you describe about it earlier in the book. So please go ahead and do that. Okay, well, um, the creation of the Web of Life really started with all the relationships that different beings had with one another. And these small, tiny beings, bacteria, essentially, one started feeding off of the waste of another, and one started eating this particular mineral, and the, the, the byproduct of that interaction 
another being thought, huh, I can make some use of this here. So it really started to, to, to start from there. It really started from there. And there were re- these relationships as more beings came into being. Uh, it, the web of life became more complex with time. And the stories about the web of life in this particular section of the book, ref- it, they, they bring out certain essences. I use these stories to bring out certain essences such as the essence of relation, which I just referred, uh, talked about just a second ago, that, we're all, that all beings are related to one another through, throughout this web. The essence of flow, how energy and material and flows throughout the web of life. The essence of flexibility, of essentially evolution, of, of as things change, so do, uh, so do the beings. And then the essence of creation and destruction, now, all those, we're not going to go into those right now, but all those I gathered from my, my research in, science, in, in, in looking at the science of it. But there was one part of it that I felt was missing that really, the science wasn't looking at it. Although it was wonderful, at one point I was reading one of James Lovelock's books. His, uh, he wrote to the book, he, he was the person who came up with the Gaia Theory. Uh, that Earth, in, in, Earth herself is alive in her own right. Um, I think I got that right. I think he, I think he would agree with mm-hmm. that. Um, but at any rate, that there, at the end of his book, he also talked about this particular essence that science looked at, and it was the essence of beauty. And I think that's a very important part of, of what the Web of Life does. So I'll go ahead and read this one particular excerpt. It's about um, a minute or so long. Great. And the web of life brought beauty into its creations. It wove symmetrical tapestries within each being. It splashed perfumes and colors across fields of flowers and groves of trees that insects might more quickly find their nectars. It purified the waters with the music of, of creeks and waterfalls. It gave melody to the birds and calls to the animals as they, as they sang warnings and welcomes to each other. It wove tastes and smells into plants. Some bore sweetness, inviting animals to partake of their offerings of food in exchange for the scattering of seeds. Others bore bitterness, warning of poisons and whispering of medicines held within. The web of life created soft furs, strong, smooth feathers and scales, and warm nests and dens that its children might find comfort and thrive. Thus, the web of life reflects the essence of beauty, that beauty shall be bound throughout the web of life, pointing the way towards harmony, usefulness, and mystery. In the delicate fronds of the ferns glowing green in the forest, beauty shall be found. In the grace of the lioness chasing the down, down the gazelle as they dance the circle of birth and death, beauty shall be found. In the magnificent violence of the thunderstorm and the erupting volcano, and also in the tranquil morning mist across an infant African savanna, Beauty shall be found. Beauty shall be found throughout the web of life, for it is woven throughout the universe. And one day the universe shall stand upright and behold itself, breathless in silent awe. Mm. And that last stanza mm. is, is the, um, it foreshadows the emergence of humanity. As Brian Swim says, we are the human beings are a form of the universe 
or, or we are the, we are the the universe in the form of a human human being able to look back on itself as it mm-hmm. as it has created itself over these thirteen point eight billion years. But don't you love how that ends? Yes, I do. You know, I, I, mean, I looked at that and thought, "Wow, where did that come from?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I I don't even know where how some of the things come out of my mouth some days. It, it is know, I, it is amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's I have had a lot of experience, and and I tend to you know I'm I'm I tend to be a bit of a skeptic. I'm I'm a former <laughs> airline pilot, and you know you're kind of, we kind of no nonsense kind of guys and and women guys and gals really. Yeah, and and yet there were times when I was writing this book, and I would look at it and think, where in the world did this come from? And I don't know if it was out of sense of, oh, I could never write something like this, and it was always within me, or if there is just something else that's just the source of this. I don't know. I'm I'm a lot less skeptical, a little more, um, I don't know, humble <laughs> about the process. It's really interesting, though, to hear that. I mean, certainly we're talking about. You know, I, uh, that that last that last line. You know, when we're talking about breathless uh, awe, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, being in awe. When we when we talk about being in awe, there's something very very. Uh, how should I say it? Um, spiritual about that word. And childlike. And childlike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, honestly, I do not think there's a big difference between those two words, childlike no. and spiritual. <laughs> no, and actually, it's interesting, too, and that's part of our old story, the story of modern mind, is that it's not okay to be in awe. It's not okay to be childlike. You're, we're taught to hide those things. You know, someone who expresses awe at something, they, they, we're worried they're, they're going to get a little sappy and a little embarrassing. Which is too bad. We, we, we lose a lot of our birthright when we um, succumb to that, that old story. So uh, one of the things I wanted to, to mention to you and ask you about is when I refer to, you know, that, that part of the book I talked about with the web of life and, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely thinking about uh, what is our birthright here? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, m- m- the information that keeps popping in my head, and who knows where that came from, is that, you know, it is our birthright to live an epic life. Mm-hmm. And I love the word epic. I mean, I don't even know where the word came from, but it's become very popular, and I don't think that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think when things emerge in our society, it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it's really interesting why so many people resonate with that word as do so many people resonate with some of the acts that are going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, part of this is talking with you when we come back about what the call to action is. You know, why is it that we are now seeing uh, Malala uh, uh, Yosefzai uh, emerging as someone that is, first of all, survived a shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And others, like the 13-year-old that was on the show the, uh, yesterday about creating an organization, Guardians of the Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that we are yet to learn from the people that are emerging with a conversation and a story? Maybe a story that we've heard before, but certainly a story that we've not heard from people that are telling it now. When we come back, we'll talk about the new story, The Invitation and the Call to Action with my very special guest, David Christopher. We'll be right back.
On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Are you looking for positive answers to tough questions in your personal and professional life? On Purpose Radio with Karen Florence is a riveting show that will help you reveal your own truth and begin to live the life you've always wanted. Karen's dynamic approach to coaching people in all areas of their lives has made her one of the most sought-after coaches today. Tune in each Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit OnPurposeRadio.com. Have you ever considered what money and sex have in common? Brenda St. Louis, founder of Know That You Know, explores the energies of debt, money, sex, and our bodies. In her four-week intensive, Debt Into Delight, Getting Intimate With Your Digits, she tickles all those places we don't want to look at, infusing everything with exuberance. Would you be willing to have more money? Would you be willing to have more of you? Explore more of Brenda St. Louis at knowthatyouknow.com. Tune in to Peace World Radio, vibrant conversations to change the world with Christina Jans. Each second Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com and KKNW. This hit show is energetic, vibrant, and an engaging forum that's getting people talking. Christina brings you extraordinary and courageous people, bold in thought, and action who dare to dream that things can be different. Peace World Radio. Join the talk the world is having. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. For more information about us, go to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, and you could do that by doing uh, going to the drpatshow.com or you could go to transformationtalkradio.com. Um, I love this conversation. The Holy Universe, a new story of creation for the heart, soul, and spirit. The author is joining me here today, David Christopher. If you want to find out more about him, this is very, very easy to do. Just go to the website, theholyuniverse.com. T-H-E, holyuniverse.com. Dot com. Lots of information about his books, about his book, his appearances, uh, and there's also something that uh, you could plug into, which is uh, comments that are here. Uh, you could ask questions. You could do any number of things. Uh, thank you, David, for doing what you do. Uh, uh, I would welcome. love thank to you. have this conversation. You know that really loops back to the web of life, and you know what I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. and the call to action. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on that, or what are the sages' thoughts on that? 
Well, let's. Um, uh, it, let, why don't I go ahead and just read this little th- these two stanzas here out of the book um, that the sage is talking about. <clears throat> that you know, they're asking this question of what do we do? What do we do with these with our lives in these cata- you know in, in the face of all these catastrophes? And um, the sage talks about here's here's the, here are ways we can be, and this is one of the ways. And to remember that we belong here. We are, as much part, we are as much a part of the web of life as any being in the universe. Yes, we're no more precious than any other species and can easily vanish from the web of life, as all species eventually must. But when we choose the second path, when we choose to bring forth planetary mind, we align ourselves with a stupendous, deep, and powerful drive inherent within the infinite. We align ourselves with a cosmic, cosmically ingenious, and mysterious drive toward complexity, order, and beauty, this drive toward life seething throughout the universe since the beginning of all beginnings. It's as if we're attending a birth. The baby's coming, ready or not. It'll take work. There will be pain, even blood, and no guarantees that that things will work out. But deep down, the bodies of mother and child know what to do, and the infinite will not be denied. Hmm. So there's something about in that in, in what the sage says there that if you look at it from the standpoint of your own little ego and your own little world, it feels like what could I possibly do? But when you when you break out of that story into the larger look at what we are a part of, I mean, life is so tenacious. It's on all six continents, even deep within ice cores in the Antarctic. There's there are things living there. Because life just wants to be. So we are, you know, it's possible we may not make it, but when we think about, and, and when I say make it, it's possible that we may continue down these destructive paths that we've set ourselves on. But when we start waking up or, 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 or paying attention to the fact that we are awake and taking action on it, then we're aligning ourselves with something that really wants to wants to play and really wants to make something more interesting. So, and and I think you know when when we talk about a call to action, probably the most important thing that that I've learned is that those people who are out doing these interesting and wonderful and, and fantastic things that we look at and say, wow, how could they possibly do it? Are quite often just ordinary people. There really is nothing in particular that's special about them except for the fact that they've decided, I'm going to do this, even if it costs. I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway, even though my hand is shaking. There's that phrase out there, speak even though your voice may shake. That is powerful, and that is also, it's not necessarily easy. And you're not always going to be successful doing that. And as with all human beings, you're going to, fa- you know, a person will fail. And the idea there is that, well, what can you learn from your failures rather than wallow in them and use them to create a story of, oh, see, there's nothing I could possibly do. That's not true. And, um, and another point, too, is that you're, the work in the world that a person has doesn't necessarily have to be a very large piece uh, it doesn't have to be something that's enormous, because whatever one does, who knows where it will echo out to? That's another phrase that the, the echo that, that the uh, sage talks about is whatever work one does in the world, you're doing that work, but when you do that work, it also echoes out, and other people are watching and seeing and feeling it. Um, 
towards the end of the book, the seeker actually starts restoring um, a watershed because that's what he finds out that he's called to do. And that's one of the things he tells a reporter who says, well, is this really, really going to make any difference? And he says, it makes all the difference in the world. This is my work to do, and who knows where it will echo out to. So I think that's mm. an important thing for people to take away you know, from our conversation. I, I certainly hope they do that. Whatever it is that you do, don't worry about it, it being, making sense to you. Just know that this is, this is in your heart and that you need to do this work. Mm. I can't thank you enough uh, for sharing this with everyone. Um, you know, there's so much in the book that I, I, you should see my book. I have notes all over it. Um, uh, it you know, we didn't know. even talk I... about the, we didn't get to the great transformation. That was one that maybe you'll come back and we'll con- have a continued story. Oh, I'd love to. And we, we didn't even get to the point where um, uh, the fact that the sage is a woman. And yes. most people, when they first pick the book up and they know nothing about it, and they get to the you know the the tenth page uh, within in the in the story, and they go, "Wait a minute, that's when I first used the pronoun she." And most readers, older readers anyway, it's interesting. Younger readers don't not necessarily, but older readers stop and say, "Well, wait a minute, the sage is a woman. I didn't realize that." Ah, uh. that's a whole conversation in of itself. Of oh, so why that assumption? Why that story? And how does that story tie into everything else that we're, we're talking about, too? Of oh, that's why is it that sages half can't be women? Or why wow. is it not, not that why can't sages can't be women, but why is it our automatic assumption that a sage is a man? And you know, obviously that paradigm needs to change. You know, that's fascinating because it never dawned on me. You know, I, I, maybe it was because of the way it was written. Uh, maybe it just mm-hmm. felt like a woman to me. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, well, I have had, to think yeah. about that. There, there, I, I've had people say that, too. But I've also had a lot of people who, when they first see the, the pronoun she on page 15, they stop and say, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I saw two men talking. Which, <laughs> yeah, and that's obviously not... Wow. <laughs> Well, that, that's... A we see what happens, effect. you know, you get government yeah. shutdowns when you only have men talking. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that was, I think, yeah, okay, I'm, I may get in trouble with that one. That was a bit far, but... Oh, I don't think you'd get in too much trouble yeah. with it. I think everybody's thinking kind of that. Thank you so much, David, for joining me here today. It's been an honor uh, to have you on the show. Um, it's, uh, I, as I said, please, I'd love to have you back, and we could talk about all of that for sure. Okay. And then, of course, if the government is still shut down, then we'd have a whole lot to talk about. (laughs) David Christopher, everyone, the book is The Holy Universe. You've been listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Check us out. Go to thedrpatshow.com or go to drpatshow.com, Transformation Talk Radio. A lot of programming today going on on TTR. So we'll see you next time, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched 
Fight Back for a Cure, a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit bitebackforacure.org. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some shows are about health, wellness, food. Others are about helping you on your spiritual journey. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. Positive Talk Radio was a vision that we've had. And thanks to all of you, you've helped us make it a reality. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in to the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Vasily. Radio to thrive by. You are listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. <laughs> 